Welcome, young traveler, to the World Wide Web. I am the Master Weaver. Come closer. Have a look at each strand and see how it all comes together in the center. Don't be shy. Peer just past the point of your many eyes and listen. Ah, do you hear it? Good, good, yes. Listen to the Comics Pals Book Club on Dan Slott's Spider-Verse. Lean in close. You can see the Spider-Men of their own dimensions. Peter M. Parker of Earth 103172. See the way the swamp has taken him? Peter I. Parker of Earth 8757. The I is for invincible. He's the only indestructible spider. And finally, listen closely to this one, Peter C. Parker of Earth 101.83. Ignore the way his back groans every time he moves. He is the host of this very episode. Take a listen and remember well. Well done. Welcome to this book club episode. This month, we are tackling Marvel's Spider-Verse, the original event from 2014, the one that started it all. You know who we are, and I ain't got time to tell you because of all the creators involved in this goddamn event. Dan Slott and Christos Gage were the primary writers with Peter David on the Spider-Man 2099 issues. On art, you've got Giuseppe Camancoli, Adam Kubert, M.A. Sepulveda. Rick Leonardi and Olivier Coipel, as well as Humberto Ramos. And I am going to commit the sin of not including the inking, coloring, and lettering credits because of the amount of people it took to make this freaking book. That would be the whole episode, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It would would be a, a, a verse onto itself. So we got time for the Haunted Mansion intro, but we don't have time to name drop the colorists is what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's about right. Okay, cool. Good to know. Listen, the colorists want to make their own podcast. They can't. (laughs) This is how I'm running this one. All right, fellas. I want to know, to start off, what what was your first experience with the Spider-Verse concept? The film. Yeah, I I guess it would have been the film proper because I think I may have read one issue of this when it was coming out that like a friend had asked me to specifically read, but I certainly did not follow the whole event and um, was pretty like down on it at the time, just in principle. I think. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, very similar similar to Pete. I guess I was really excited about this. Um, Well, maybe not similar to Pete in that aspect, but (laughs) I I read it from the comic and was really excited about this idea. Um, I was always a big fan of Miles Morales. And then coming out of that in sort of the alternate dimension form, um, Spider-Gwen was 
I thought was just absolutely phenomenal. I thought she was just the coolest thing. Yeah, I think for me at that time, um, I was a little kind of, I don't know, I think I was a little cynical about the Mm. idea of how much Marvel was iterating on Spider-Man at the time. Mm. Um, Because it felt like, you know, um, not that there had never been, right? Like, obviously, we had, like, Ben and, and Kane and everything like the that. The clone saga. Sure, yeah. right. Like, there's been other Spider-Men before, um, and, you know, alternate universes, all that all that nonsense, of course. But, like, I remember at this point, it was, like, it felt like it was just so much, because we had Peter, we had Miles, we had Gwen now, we had, you know, um, 2099 had been brought back at that point. Like, yeah. Yeah, it just felt like there were so many Spider Men, and so much like here's stories about multiple Spider People, because um, like the Spider Men crossover had happened, you know, before this time. Um, so I, I think just and Spider Gwen was like huge, like this that was like yeah. this was at her peak. I feel like in yep. popularity. Um, so I think at that point I was just kind of like out on it, you know, because like I was I I was very against uh, Superior Spider-Man in principle. I was frustrated mm. by Dan Slott. I was very much just like, this feels like another dumb Dan Slott thing, and I totally wrote it off and was very like, you know, like this is a my Spider-Man about it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, the, that's very much how I was about Superior Spider-Man until the very end. And I, <laughs> I saw what he was doing and the way it came together, and I predicted it like early uh not when well, not early on but like toward the end of it i was like oh he's gonna do it this way i can see it and i was right and it completely pulled it together and uh that saved dan slot for me completely and I-, I totally acknowledge that like i was very much being like a fanboy about it it was like a not my thing because yeah, i didn't yeah, like the choices that that he was making um and I and I wasn't willing to give them a chance, you know. Um, but now I'm older. I'm a more seasoned reader. I don't care about things like that as much as I used to. Um, and I think Spider Verse, like Into the Spider Verse, I should say. Um, I came out of that movie. The film. Yeah, yeah, the film. I came out of that that movie feeling like um, I finally got it. You yeah. know, like it, it clicked for me finally. The whole like you know, anyone can be Spider-Man thing, right? In the way that, like, I have such um, that, you know, close uh, connection to Peter Parker, that's, like, the purpose of all these iterations, right? Is to give other um, other people, you know, their own entry point to the character and, like, the philosophy of what Spider-Man means and the symbol, mm-hmm. right, that he's, that Peter created and projected. Um, and I think that, you know that I connected with that movie very emotionally, and it it got it got it over for me as a concept in a way that I because I was not ever like inherently against Miles, um, but I very much had like a he's just a different character, and like I don't relate to him as much, you know, because yeah. um, Peter's my guy, he's my Spider Man, right? Um, and that was never a thing against Miles. It was just like it it didn't appeal to me as much you know mm. um even if it was good uh so you know now i think i went into this um with a much more open mind 
And, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. I kind of thought it was going to be a big, dumb, loud event. And in a lot of ways, it is. Um, but I found a lot to enjoy. Like, I, I was surprised by how much fun I thought it was. And um, as, you know, somebody who's been a Spider-Man fan for a long time and used to, like, have a really unhealthy uh, relationship with Wikipedia holes, um, it nah. was so fun to be like, you know, when I got into it, I was like, oh, I wonder which which Spider-Man are they going to reference? And, you know, like, are they going to have this Spider-Man? Will they have this? Everyone. Everyone that you could think of. It's everyone is here. It is the most ambitious Spider-Man crossover in, in Spider-Man history. Uh, and it was it was wild. Um, and, like, you know, I don't think that it, uh, it, it... It is still, like, a big, dumb, loud event. But I thought that it was well managed enough that it didn't feel hollow in the way that I think those kinds of books often can. Mm, um, at least not totally, you know, okay. like there are parts of it that are very like, here's the mechanics of what we're going through and whatever. But um, I don't know. I think maybe my, you know, spidey bias is, is what is the thing that put me over on it. But um, I had more fun than than not. Mm. Marco, you're fairly new to these big events. How did you find this one? Because I would say this is along the lines of uh, huge, big, dumb events. And I think to Pete's point, it felt like that. I think there were moments where you could see relationship dynamics that worked out really well, or you could see different characters sort of vibing off each other and, and seeing the, the collective world that is the spider, I guess, people the, the, and how they each dif are differentiated. And that was cool. That was interesting to see. I think for me, uh, unlike Pete, I kind of came into this book with expectations because of the movie. Uh, not necessarily that I was like, you know, it's going to be Miles Morales driven or, that um, it's going to be a, very, a similar sort of situation, but I was expecting some of the the characters there and like some of the focuses to be around different characters. Mm -hmm. And so like Spider-Man Noir, for example, right? Like I was very much looking to see him in a comic book form. Um, Peter Porker, I think, was portrayed in a different way. And th th there were like a lot of subtle differences that um, – didn't rub me the wrong way, but it just like kind of reset and reframed me like, oh, no, no, this is the event. This yeah. is the inspiration. This is sort of the way I, I got to focus on it. And so I think a lot of, and, and, and this is something I've been learning about events and probably most recently Maximum Carnage, right? It's just like, you got to kind of like reframe the way you're thinking about <laughs> these comics yeah, because they're not, and not that they can't be, but they're not the, uh, you know, they're not the Sandman and not Swamp Thing. They're not these like pensive books. They are meant to be fun and action packed. And, you know, you get to see the things that you and you enjoy about the, the interconnectedness of a, of a universe. And, you know, for, I'll give it credit for that. Cause that was something that I was enjoying was seeing the, these interactions and yeah, expectations are not, I had fun. And mm. I think there are moments that uh, probably dragged a bit more than others, but the 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 highs were pretty good, and they there weren't very many lows. Hmm. Yeah, I boy, I don't know if I agree. It's a, this is a tough middle ground for me. 
um, because I, uh, I, I'm very charmed by this event. I think, I think this is a good way. And I've always thought this is a good way to sort of iterate on the idea of different people having the Spider-Man mantle that isn't clones because the nineties clone saga was so, uh, uh, controversial we'll say but it, it this was done in a way that worked and for the most part uh you know is is decent uh you know especially for for modern day standards um so what we read was the uh the three the three of us read the uh big i guess it might be an omnibus but it's a, a giant collected edition on comicsology um when i originally got this it was in one single trade paperback which was just the event issues um i have it it's signed by dan slot which is cool he came to Whoa, um, that's awesome he came to london to forbidden planet and and jess got me a a signature and that was really cool um but the first time i read the full event that way was really disappointing <laughs> Because it, you know, misses a lot. Yeah, I guess in a way it's similar to like Civil War. Um, there's just so much that happens around it that you miss a lot of the fun. But after reading this, I don't actually felt like I missed that much. Um, to, to that, I think there were that was something that I noticed in like the individual issues and, and maybe the way that the book that we read was structured, where mm-hmm. the the uh, sort of tie-ins are post the actual story, and so yeah, the actual the event itself. Yeah, yeah, and and I think in those moments there were instances where, for example, um, one of the baddies was on this like snow planet in front of this computer and was like sneaking in on all of their conversations. And then in the mm-hmm. next issue, he's been dealt with and the story progresses. Yeah. And, yep. you know, it's like, if you want to see, go view this team up or go see that team up. And I think what it, uh, what it did, at least in the way that it was presented and we reread it, I don't know how it came out in publication, but the way that it was presented made it pretty clean to keep a, keep yourself on the story. And if you wanted to, like, there were some instances where like, the the silk and um spider uh, yeah like like mm-hmm. that one i was like oh actually i would want to read this what was this again and you know i would could go back and read that issue um so i i appreciated it for that and how it didn't disrupt the story because i think to your point on civil war there were a lot there was a lot of crossover yeah. that um i don't know how you would have unless you were really really committed to following it would have been able to pick up on all of them Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> I think a lot of the the side stuff. Uh, I I liked the way that the main story dealt with it. Like it felt very reminiscent to me of like when you would read, um, you know, like ASM back in the day, and mm-hmm. it would be like, oh, like this happened in Web of Spider Man, or or you know, I forget yeah. what the other on Friendly Neighborhood. I think was the other one when they had spectacular. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, take your pick, right? I, one of those. Right. Um. And, and that was like a normal enough thing where it would be like, oh, right, like this part of the story happened here if you want to go read it, but here's what happened, right? And you can just kind of yeah. be like, cool, got it, you know? And it's like, if you want to go 
chase that down or in this case flip to the back of the book and read that interstitial or whatever like they give you the reading list in the front they make it easy for you easy enough for you to do that but if you do just want to read it in chronological order which um was was what i did uh you had that option and i appreciated that you know because it, mm. it made it easier for me as somebody who was coming in not really familiar with what was going on in continuity at the time and feeling like it was like hey here's enough prologue to ground you and now here's the event you know mm. um i thought that worked really well <clears throat> all right i have a, a a quick question that i want you to ponder over while i uh do the plugs i want to know where you found the fun in this event okay now plug away listeners i want to know i want you i want you to know where you can find us we are on all of your favorite social media platforms under the moniker the comics pals anyway any way you can imagine that includes youtube and i know you already know that and I already know that you're leaving a like, a comment, and a subscribe. And don't forget, God help you if you forget, that if you comment, we will respond on the main show, which drops on Mondays, the Monday after the episode airs. Which, by the way, I know you already know this, it's the last Tuesday of every month. Don't forget to join us on Discord. You can find a link to that on all of our social media pages. Feel free to join the conversation and tell us your thoughts about Spider-Verse. Or you can always write to us by email at thecomicspiles at gmail.com. Make sure you're subscribed to the main show where we talk about all of the trending news related to the comic book medium wherever you get your podcasts. Now, Pete, where is the fun in Spider-Verse? I thought there was a lot of fun to be found. Um, I think, obviously, there's kind of the novelty of seeing um, you know all these different versions of Spider-Man interact, right? Like having their kind of little um, what's the name of that group from Infinite Frontier, the multiversal, whatever. Oh, ju- like Justice Incarnate or something, something like that. Yeah, it's like it's like their own little Justice Incarnate, but it's all just yeah. Spider-Man. Um, yeah. That <laughs> that same was, guy. <laughs> yeah, which is it was fun. It's like it's kind of like a you know. Um, and obviously they made an allusion to this, right? It kind of reminded me of like the Captain Britain corpse where it's just a bunch of different versions of the same guy and they all got to try to get along. And for the most part they do, right? Um, which is good. Uh, but I, I think like they did a really good job of mixing up like here are the primary actors in the story who you like are really going to hear from a lot. And then here are kind of like the bit players that will hang around in the background and make one liners. And then here are the guys that are going to die and we're going to just cycle in a bunch of them so we can show you a bunch of different Spider-Men. Um, I, I, I thought that all of those things were fun. And I think again, like I made the comment earlier as, as somebody who like, is like a big fan of Spider-Man. I think there's a lot of Easter eggs and they're the right kind of Easter eggs. It's, yep. it's the same kind of Easter eggs that they had in like into the Spider-Verse or like in the, the um, Insomniac video game where it's like, if you know, you know, and if you yeah. don't, it's not going to interrupt your experience, right? Like there was like a, a bit that I'm sure Marco didn't get. Uh, that was a call out to Spider-Man and his amazing friends, uh, which was a cartoon from the seventies. Um, 
And like, there's like a, a panel where they, they nod to that. Right. And it's like, if you get it, you get it. If not, then, you know, it's just, it's just another Spider-Man that dies. Right? Is, is that the, is that the world where it becomes like super cartoony Latin and cartoon? Yeah. So it's actually earlier than that. It's when they're, oh. uh, I forget which no. one of the vampires it is, but he is like, I guess it's, it might be Morlin, uh, Mullern. What is it? Mullern? Mullern? Mor- Morlin. Morlin. Thank you. Um, where he ends up there and he's like, oh, like, you know, uh, you don't have words to describe what I've done because your universe is more innocent than most. And, you know, like, you can't even, like, describe okay. what I've done to your friends. And then he oh, yeah, kills, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, he kills yeah, Spider-Man yeah. or whatever. And it's Spider-Man, Iceman, and Firestar. And then their little dog is alive and barking as he, like, leaves. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's a separate universe to yeah. the the other 60s Spider-Man animated series, which right, which we also uh, went to. <laughs> yeah, with Miles and the uh, Disney XD Ultimate, Ultimate Spider-Man. Sp- yeah, that's the one yeah. that like breaks the fourth wall, and he's like voiced yeah. by what's it, Drake from Drake and Drake Josh. Bell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you guys watch that on Disney? By the way, the they they did a version of the Spider Verse event as well. Uh, I I've like again seen like probably a episode or two of it like at Comic Con yeah. or something, but I it never I never took the plunge. Uh, it was it was alright. I I remember liking what they did with the Spider-Verse a lot. I just loved uh, Spectacular Spider-Man so much that I think I was I was hurt. You know, that was the show that replaced it. Like five years later? Yeah. <laughs> I hold a grudge kill. <laughs> Marco, where did you find the fun in Spider-Verse? So it was a double-page spread, page 30, uh, right after the fir- you get into the first issue. My man has a page. Yeah, dude. This is exactly the page where I found fun. (laughs) (laughs) This is where I said, "Oh, I'm enjoying this." (laughs) Oh, I get it. (laughs) When uh, there's these there's these cool art sequences, um, and uh, they Spider Man gets pushed through one of the portals, and they're fighting like fighting through the portals and the within the first issue, and then it's this double page spread of all the the Spider Man that are there, and he's like, "Who said you were the first? I'm like, yeah. "Okay, all right, yeah, it's I the, fuck uh, with this." Spider Man of Mumbai. Yeah, that was cool. I was like, "Okay, you know what? I I dig this. I get the concept. I'm I'm enjoying the concept. So like, let's let's keep let's keep it going from here." Yeah. They just uh, they get they check so many boxes. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed seeing uh doc spidey again uh the auto octavius peter parker superior how, spider-man how so in relation to this event how f- like far away removed is this Not far event? okay it's like like, <laughs> like three months maybe oh really? uh yeah like peter parker had been back in his body for like 10 minutes and then this happened <laughs> and then this happened so oh, damn okay yeah. um because it's so recent that and and you see this you know sort of unfold and and you see auto figure it out it's so recent that the time skip that this happens in 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 the superior spider-man storyline uh that wow what was i gonna say it's so recent it doesn't register. I don't know. Anyway, it, it, yeah, Peter Parker's been back for like 10 minutes. There we go. How, 
how long was Otto, how long was Otto in in the body for? Because it it was a while, right? Um, in it's like thirty issues. And yeah, yeah, thirty three. I want to say. Okay. So little over a year, depending on how the shipping worked out. Sure. I remember it being a a year, maybe two. Okay. That sounds longer. Yeah, it's a Spider-Man book. Remember that. So that's yeah, that's what I mean by the yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean by the the shipping situation. Right. Um did you guys know who Moreland was before this? No, sir. Yeah. I I thought uh for some when I first saw it I'm like that's a weird way to spell Morbius. Right. And it's like, nope, somebody different. Yeah. Yeah, so that uh that storyline was I, it, that was, might have been my first introduction to the proper 616 Marvel. Uh, the, the original Molin story? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So when I started reading uh, Spider-Man, it was when J. Michael Straczynski was still on. I think at the time... Uh, there's an issue. <laughs> there's an issue with Captain America and Doctor Doom. I just randomly picked it up in Rio Dosa, New Mexico, where my grandparents have a had a, uh, a a skiing cabin. And I was in the bookstore, and I just picked it up. You know, I knew I loved um, Ultimate Spider-Man, so like I just need more. Just give 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 it to me. It may have no, it wasn't. Um, I was going to say it may have been 500. It wasn't. Um, and uh, so I worked back. I went and found the the first volume. And in, in that book, the presence of Moreland is terrifying. So he is, uh, he's essentially an energy vampire. He's, uh, an unstoppable killing machine and he just comes after spider-man no rhyme no reason i guess except that he's got to eat and he just demolishes new york city to get to him um and he it's it's one of the worst beatings i've ever seen peter parker take huh um it's incredible. It's some John Romita Jr. that I absolutely love. Um, Fuck with that. So he, Peter works out that he can uh, kill him, and he does. What he, what he ends up doing is he, uh, I think he ends up irradiating his fists, and he just beats him, just he just beats him until he dissolves. <laughs> Damn, that's cool. spider crazy. radiation. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and you see that alluded to, you know, the ir- irradiated universe that uh, Uncle Ben, yeah, oh, okay. spider sure. comes from. I that's did their uh, weakness or whatever is radiation. I guess I did think it was really funny that that they uh, <laughs> that. That Peter's like, oh, I killed you twice before, but then they're like, we don't kill. We're Spider-Man. <laughs> like, yeah. What are you talking about, bro? We ice this guy. You ice this guy twice before. Let's do it again. I'm no, I'm the good one. 
it's okay. I'm the guru. And you, we said, I, I'm, I'm going to kill him. You guys do what you want, but I'm going to kill him. <laughs> uh, and, and so the second time they meet is just before Civil War, which is the reason Tony Stark gives, well, I think it's the reason Tony Stark gives Peter the Iron Spider suit is because uh, he, Moreland comes back and this time kills Peter. Uh, but instead, instead of dying, Peter uh, uh, <laughs> develops. No, he sheds his skin. Excuse me. He legit, <laughs> so he's he's <laughs> he's laying on a slab in Avengers Tower, and escapes his skin, and he ends up in a a, a web cocoon in. Uh, under one of the Manhattan bridges. That's wild. For, for like days. And then he shows up and everything's fine. <laughs> uh, he's got, he ends up with new powers. He gets uh, stingers, which if you were paying attention, Kane has those in this. Yeah. Oh. And he, he, he ends up with a couple more new powers that I think have all pretty much been retconned at this point. Or moved on to one of the clones. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. That that's a pretty cool concept, though. Like he cocoons every once in a while, and he's just like, "Oh, new power." I thought it was baller as hell. <laughs> like because it was it was probably the first time that a character like Spider Man, like I, that I, I watched like die contemporaneously. Right? Sure. Like you know, this is it. He's fucking gone. So, how did, what's this? How did you view Moreland here compared to that then? Because I feel like that's not the same character. Very poorly. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> yeah, for me in this, the threat of Moreland and his family is just, man, it is not there. See, hmm. I don't agree. I feel like the threat is good. I just feel like we spent too much time with them. You know? Like, I, I feel like, because, you know, you, you brought up that, like, the, the, in the original story, you felt like Moreland was very, like, imposing, right? Like, yeah. he was, like, this yeah. very imposing figure. And I feel like that kind of story works well with Spider-Man. Like, you know, he surprisingly works well in a horror kind of setting. Um, sure. And, like, less is more for me when it comes to the movie monster right like yeah sure you're seeing it from peter's point of view right and it's just a force coming at him right and i am way more interested in the idea of moreland has a family that does this right and like goes through all the you know universes and blah 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 and like that's all well and good but i feel like we got way in the weeds on like their family dynamics and like you know, um, their history with the the web of truth and how they enslaved the web spinner and, like, all that stuff, which is, like, I just, I don't know. It's fine. It's not, I I don't think it's, like, bad necessarily, but, like, the amount of time that you spend with it, I think, demystifies them a little bit too much. And it, it makes it kind of, like, 
it takes some of the heat out of it, which is why I feel like, you know, you probably are responding to it that way where it's like, ah, oh, yeah. like, it feels like there's yeah, no threat. Absolutely. Because it's like it's too normal. Yeah. I mean, they bicker and they bitch at each other and it's, you know, it's a, a I don't know, it's a, it's very tropey, really. I I liked those kind of like inner workings and like their internal politics. I thought it was interesting. I don't think it was flushed out too much. And I think- yeah that might have benefited it from that perspective because i didn't feel like i'm like oh yeah this is you know this is a a guy who's gonna get beat at the end of this like i i could feel that um yeah. like obviously but um i think even as he was going through different universes and he was like easily beating different spider-men i i thought that that was enough of something to sort of carry him um i think the comparison like by comparison though um it's probably not as formidable uh, as he he's portrayed here but he still came off as you know he wasn't terrifying but when he came it was like oh okay he's gonna knock some guys out and you know we'll move on from there now that i'm thinking about it though why the fuck like i don't know i i don't want (laughs) i don't i don't like like backseat like editing a a story after the fact (laughs) but like did we need his family why don't we just have different versions of Moreland from different di- universes? That would have been cool. Hmm. You could, that th- been cool. Then you have a better chance of putting his character over rather than like introducing a bunch of side characters who like I do not remember their names, right? Like And and it would have solved the whole, oh, you know, everybody they can get cloned. I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's a cheap way to just get around like the deaths and stuff." Like that yeah, would have been right? a, a like, cooler way. Then you just kill a bunch of Morelands and it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. And like similarly, you could still have his brother character come in and replace the like do all the things he needs to do in the story. Um and just have it him be the only one. The younger brother to... with the face. No, the like the helmet, the, the mask. The... Oh right. Okay. I actually hated the one with the mask. I thought he was absolutely useless. <laughs> I feel like he was a super pointless character and he only existed to come in at the end and be the yeah. thing that replaces the th- and that's fine. Like yeah. It's a device, and yeah. my, my whole point is, like, if you decentralize the rest of the family stuff, mm-hmm. that sticks out less. It's like, oh, yeah, he has a weird brother and whatever. He shows, okay, I'm the deus ex machina, so that Silk doesn't have to do this. And it's yeah. like, all right, cool. Yeah. Yeah, the the whole inheritor dynamic just fell really flat to me. The... um especially especially i think the the father it's just he i think he was meant to be this huge terrifying thing uh boy he just was not yeah it's his ass beat he fell flat for me too i think he kind of just like gets punked and then that's kind of it by spider punk i wish i don't remember who it was by actually it reminds me it reminds me a lot of um so in Common Rider Double, um, you spend there's this one big bad villain. Sorry, thank you. Uh, yeah, I just need pause. to pause real quick. Something's going on in my kitchen. I am not gonna remember what I was saying. Beep 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 beep. I'm doing this by the seat of my pants utterly nice if i had a ticket it would have paid for the whole seat but i would only need 
the edge. It's one of my favorite bits. Like it's one of my favorite things when like uh oh, excuse me, can I get a discount on this? I'm only gonna be sitting on the edge of my seat. <laughs> when when you get like like those monster truck rallies and you're just like take a take for the whole seat, but you'll only need the, the edge. <laughs> I love that. <clears throat> Have I ever shown you my Stephen Bissett um, painting? I guess it's a painting. It's like a little, it's like a little cube. I don't know. So. Uh, oh fuck yeah! So, did you get that from him? Yeah, it's part of like this like package thing that I got a few of his uh, indie comics. Um, randomly one of them like some random comics that he had lying around uh that he's just like trying to get rid of that he decided to also send um that thing cost 150 dollars i think it was that little that little cube <laughs> what is this what is this image Oh damn! Yo, I are we gonna get to silk? Cause uh, that's a dynamic I'd like to explore. Man, anytime Greg Land is on a book, I'm here for it. Oh, is that his stuff? Yeah, the Spider Woman stuff. Yeah. Okay. Is she Spider Woman or she's Silk? Well, they're two different characters. Right. I'm talking about Silk and Peter. I'm talking about Spider-Woman. Oh, no, 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 no. We're talking about two different things. Uh, we're coming from the same place, same heart, but two different two different characters. Two different generals. I don't know. Okay. You ready to pick it back up? You were talking about Common Rider. Oh, I didn't forget. Okay. He forgot. I forgot the connection I was going to make, but <laughs> I remember that I was talking about Common Rider. <clears throat> So it reminds me of this uh, villain from Common Rider, who Common uh, Rider Double. Um, basically, the the quick synopsis of the the an actual quick synopsis of the the show. It's a, a noir series set in a, a city, and basically, Common Rider is a detective who is split in half with another guy. Yeah, so Japan, right? The evil organization is like a uh they're fronted by a museum and the bad guy um is a guy who uses uh, a usb stick that turns him into a monster called the terror it's 2000 man um okay but what happens at the end you get there are roughly 50 episodes a season at the end, episode 48, the terror, this is the first time we've ever seen him uh, transform. He transforms and he uses his powers on the detective and drives him insane. And that's where the episode ends. He's literally on his knees just screaming. And then five minutes into the next episode, 
the guy summons the courage and and will to keep fighting and they do i waited 49 episodes for that you said this was going to be short and i have no idea like where are we right now what what is this well if you hadn't interrupted with your kitchen business you would remember that we were talking about daddy inheritor and how flat he felt Right. Okay, I got you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for drawing that line for me now. I don't know that we needed to explain the entirety of this tokusatsu show, but that's fine. Uh, I didn't explain the entirety of it. Thank you very much. (laughs) You're right. Sorry. Uh, Save that for the tokusatsu pals. Um, But yeah. Called the common writer pals. Thank you very much. I definitely didn't feel like that character had much heat, you know? Like, he was very, like... he felt very archetypical, right? Like, it's like that very, like, um, the big bad guy who barely talks, and when I do talk, I tell everyone to shut up those insolent fools. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. all right, yeah, whatever. Like, Even da- even down to, like, the way a, a lot of them spoke to each other, it was that, these and thous, and am I not... It was just, Yeah, it was all just so... It felt... A lot of their interactions felt very contrived. Yeah, yeah. And I think the only character who carried any kind of weight there was the actual, like, big guy. And then outside of that, like, there was, like, nobody else mattered. The the bigger brother yeah. Yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was only because of his size. Like, otherwise, yeah. I don't think that there was any actual, like, heat there. And then, like, the twins. And it's like, again, like... Do we need these um, characters? Like I don't care. Yeah. Even even if they even if this series had only introduced Morlin and the bigger brother or even uh, to that matter the sis- the sister that kept the, his villains on chains. Oh right, I forgot about her. Yeah, right. Oh, she was cool. That's because there's so many of them, though, right? Like, it's the thing is, like, dude, we don't need all of them. Like, there's it's, yeah. it's a lot of fat on the bone there. Um, but I, I don't think that the I, I don't have a problem with the that as a thing. You know, like the I think that 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 as a as the set dressing as the thing that the spiders are having to deal with that all worked for me fine. It's just I feel like there's a lot of fat on that bone. Yeah, yeah. I think I th- I just I think for me it takes away it sort of retroactively takes away from the intensity of that very first uh fight or you know this it takes away from from the the danger that i feel or used to feel when moreland you know approached sure for sure yeah um Yo, what's up with uh Peter and Silk trying to fuck? <laughs> so somehow or another the the spider women all have a pheromone power. Oh, I'm th- sure this is for for all of the the spider women? Well, it's at minimum, it's Jessica Drew and Silk. That's just like okay. a thing. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what the deal with it is. I bet it's sexist. <laughs> hey, man, people, they're, they're just trying to you know, entangle alarms, you know. The 16-headed monster, armed monster. Oh, my God. Mm. I have a really, really important bit of news here. Uh, I found the Japanese Spider-Man TV show on the Internet Archive. <gasps> um, so I'm going to watch all of that. Just like, that was yeah. cool. Just like, like, should. Seeing, yeah, no, you absolutely should. Seeing the Japanese Spider-Man come in with like the big robot, I'm like, hell yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. funny as fuck. That was great. Good, hey, good, good bits. He's gonna be in the next film, in the next uh, into the Spider-Verse movie. I know that's cool. They apparently mm-hmm. did a six one six episode about that too, on the uh, huh. the Disney Plus series thing. Might have to check it out. Anyway, uh, I don't know. So, all right, I guess we should, I guess we should sort of talk about the plot. (laughs) But the thing is, for me, the plot is so sort of messy and revolves around mostly a bunch of the same guys yakking at each other. I don't feel like there's a ton of plot here. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like the big beats are kind of like the conflict between Peter and Otto. Yeah. And kind of like the, you know, um, this being, I guess, like the end of the end of the journey for Otto, right? Yeah. Um, Which is, you know, obviously at the time was like super, super relevant. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I feel like all the other, all the other characters are just kind of supporting players, you know? Like to varying degrees, like obviously, like Silk is like a is a major character in terms of the fact that like she's an actor in the story and she has a significant you know um, role to play and everything like that. Um, but I feel like aside from the three of them, everybody else is kind of just you know equal levels or or slightly varying levels of being like another supporting bit player, and yeah. I think. It's very similar to like how Spider-Man Noir and um, Penny and Spider-Ham were used in Into the Spider-Verse, right? Where it's like, yeah, you know, the real characters with emotional arcs are Peter, Gwen, and Miles, or Peter and Miles and Gwen to a lesser extent, you know? Yeah. I, I think that that worked for the cast because it was such an expansive cast. I think that that served its function well. Yeah. Uh, f- for me, was when an issue would end and then the next issue would start and we'd be in the same place and we'd kind of be, they're all just kind of talking and figuring stuff out. I felt like there were a lot of like start and stops and considering the cast that they had, I felt like there was an opportunity to be exploring different things. You know, they could break out into teams. It could be, I felt like there was a lot of inaction a lot of the time. Um, and, uh, and, and maybe this is just, like how I'm, I'm setting expectations for uh, like events in my mind at this point, but there were definitely a lot of. Uh, we were in you know 2099 for a while, then we were came back, and I think we were in the steampunk section, and then um, th- there were moments where it worked, like in the irradiated world, and we get to meet you know, Uncle um, Uncle Ben Spider Man. Like that was cool. That was really cool. I like that. Uh, but but there were others where I was just like, I don't know if we need to be here and we can kind of keep the story moving and keep the things going on. Like, he get to the next task and, and keep going. 
it's funny because sometimes it does a really good job of that and sometimes it doesn't like there are times yes. where it slows down where it doesn't feel like it needs to and then like you know like i thought like the whole like peter or i'm sorry um the ultimate the cartoon ultimate spider-man and miles yeah going yeah. on their little side adventure and going to the cartoon universe and everything like that was quick and it was mm-hmm. that was a good smart use of that as a device and even that right like there's the point where peter's like oh you guys like come back like we need help or whatever and they're like they're like oh yeah you know this is the moment where my life jumped the shark and he's like no i'm pretty sure that was in the cowboy universe and it's like we yeah. don't need to go to the cowboy universe like you just you just throw that out there like that's fine you know like yeah yeah there were a couple of times where they were smart about stuff like that but there were also times like you say where they it didn't quite feel that way. Um, I guess. I guess one thing. One thing that really annoyed me was how much of the first half of the book is basically the conflict of Peter Parker and and Otto. And I found, as much as I like Otto as the superior Spider-Man, I found him very annoying here. I feel like he served a necessary role in the story. Like, I think, I think, um, you made the point about how, like, ultimately this is mostly a lot of the same guy yakking at each other with a couple other people that are there. And I feel like Otto's voice is a very distinct one in those conversations. And like, you know, it, I think he creates necessary friction in some of those moments just to like, make the dialogue a little bit more interesting to, you know, make like some of those conversations feel a little bit less just like, I think we should do this. And then everyone's like, okay, you know, yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I saw those moments as like necessary tension and they were done well. So I, I had fun when I did see the interactions I'm like, Oh, this guy's being an asshole. Like just let the story kind of go. But like, that's the function that he serves is yeah. he's, he's, he's a roadblock and, I thought he was an effective roadblock and one that entertained me. Um, one of the, uh, in, in some of those instances, there were, there were part of those moments where like it slowed down, like directly after that, where, you know, they, they have the fight and then he's like, Oh, you really are the superior Spider-Man or whatever. Then they just continue to talk and like talk about this device. And then they talk about, you know, what we're, how we're going to stay in touch. And then those are the moments where I'm like, okay, we can, we just had this cool, this good conflict. From there, we should have jumped into like the next sequence, and I think that would have been better for the pacing of the story. Um, did you guys notice? Just because we brought up that like that moment, but in that specific moment where they're arguing, Spider-Man looks exactly like Andrew Garfield. Yeah, Koipel draws him almost like he might as well be drawing photo reference of Andrew Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't catch that. I have, I, I have more I think, page up. I think Koipel is just. I think he is an underrated. Oh my god! You're right. I mean, <laughs> even then, even just under that, our Peter looks just like him. Yeah. Well, no, exactly. That is our Peter. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> and then, and this other page, like you got like a profile shot, uh, like on this side over here. Yeah, it's not focusing in, but like it, it's just it was so yeah. blatant. I'm like, oh shit! I guess that's what movie was coming out that time. Did uh, did the prophecies do anything for you guys? 
the scion, the other, uh, and the bride? No, um, it's like I, it was fine. Like I, I was, I was very unclear as to what that would actually accomplish. It was just like it was like, oh, you'll do this and it'll destroy the web of destiny. And it's like okay, yeah, and we need like, to attach like a fancy word to it. Yeah, and like I don't know. That that stuff it feels kind of like hand wavy, but it's also like that's a thing that's been a part of Spider Man's DNA since like you know I don't know the seventies or eighties or whatever. There's like a lot of stories of like Madam Web and you know yeah. like the spider totem energy, not like that kind of weird nonsense is weirdly not new, right? Like that's yeah. a thing that's been a thing, you know. Um, that's why there's so many stories about Peter's like, this weird supernatural thing's happening. I got to go ask my friend, Dr. Strange, what's happening? Like, that's <laughs> yeah. the framing device of many stories, you know? So it's like kind of. That's nah, that, that's interesting because I didn't have like reference. I think I, the spider tobes uh, as like a concept I'm unfamiliar with. Like Matterweb, I I know just from the cartoon, but yeah. the like the fact that they, these char- individual characters were attached to some sort of, concept i think would have made more sense if the mythos had been explained prior like you know uh in the first in the first issue we see like an olden time spider-man get attacked by morlin and you know if that had started a larger mythos about it i think it would have made it would have been more effective because it would have had like a history attached to it and you know these are the iterations and all that stuff but something to catch us up with the totem and and the significance of it yeah yeah and and i don't know if you know silk has always been the bride and um silk was a relatively new character at this time yep okay so still a relatively new character i mean at this point she's like six some odd years old right i mean but like i think she came out like her number one came out after this yeah, I think so, they reference it in in the the book. Yeah, actually. they do. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, I mean she was. I think she had only been around for maybe a few months by the time this yeah. happened. Wow. Okay. And if that had been explained, I think a bit better. You know the his the significance and history. It would have worked. You mean Madam Web waking up in a hospital bed and going the web? That didn't. That wasn't enough for you. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, believe it that, or not, <laughs> that character that wasn't rec- recognizably. The Madam Web that we know They're from like, pop hey, culture. By the way, this is Madam Web, <laughs> <laughs> who is now. What was it? It was like this person who is now Madam Web. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, maybe she. Told me. This was the <laughs> second Spider Woman. So there's Jessica Drew, who's Spider Spider Woman one. That lady was Spider Woman two, and then we have. I think there's a third Spider Woman. Oh dang! And then. Anya, what is it, Corson? Who's now Madam Web, or was no. at least? No, she's the one that goes oh, off. Oh, that's with Spider the, Girl. She's Spider Girl. Okay, right. Yeah, she goes off with uh, the Web Warriors or whatever the fuck. So you can see why I was frustrated at this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Spider well, confused. All that was well before this. <laughs> Fair. That's true. I mean, even even uh, Anya Corazon, I think, was uh, a 2000s thing. She was a uh, Aranya. Ooh, hello. That's cool. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, how? 
how far did you guys read? So we, uh, the assigned reading was only half of this collection, which was the event itself. Did you guys read the spinoffs and the other team-ups? So it, it, in this version, it, it ends on page 270. And then when, when it hit the end, uh, I tap the book because you can like tap it. And I'm like, there are 608 pages total here. I'm yeah, missing sure. 300 and something. Like what's going on here? Yeah. So I, I went forward um, and I, I did read some of the, the Spider-Verse issues. Those, those were cute you know, to see different iterations and artists. And yeah. But I'm glad that we didn't have to read it because they offer nothing left substance to the story outside of Absolutely nothing. these are things that happened. Yeah. Yeah. That I read exactly one um, and okay. was like, oh, this is cute. Like, this is cool. And then I was like, I'm very tired. I'm going to go to bed now. Yeah. It's I could see myself maybe going back to and like just thumbing through like for, you know, for the sake of it. Um, but yeah. The the comic strip Spider-Man. The news, phenomenal. The news paper strip. That, yeah, was that was phenomenal. Yeah, that was very good. But otherwise, like I, I, the only other one I went back to was one of the like, oh, you know, look at these adventures in, um, what is it? Was it Baby in Spider Verse Team Up Number Two? I think. Hmm. Uh, yeah, the I I read it all. <laughs> oh, this and, one, this one, and here we are. No the one too many Spider Men. It was like old timey. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was cool. That's yeah. That's a nod to the uh, the cartoon. Oh, I see. Okay, the so, other yeah. cartoon. The yeah, the old, old, old one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I don't feel like there's a ton more to talk about. Did you guys have a favorite Spider-Man from this? That's a tough one. Um, I, I do, I do really like, uh, Japanese Spider-Man and his, yeah. and his giant mech. I, I, Leo Pardon. Yeah. I, I think he's hilarious. I've always been fascinated by that show and its existence. I've never watched it, but I've always just thought that it as a concept was delightful. <laughs> you know, that show is the reason Sentai and thereby Power Rangers, uh, have zords no and the giant robots yeah really yep get out it, never, it hadn't been done it up to that point it invented that sure did that's fucking wild that's dude. fucking like wild you, like you had ultraman and you had you know godzilla and the kaiju stuff but nobody had done the uh the giant robot fights yet that's in wow. conjunction with anything that's wow. cool yeah. as fuck Love that. Um, for me, it was, and I mean, I, I guess, does this count? It was. I doubt it. it. It was Silk. I liked her character. Like, I thought that she oh, was. Really? Yeah, I thought that you know, she was cool. Yeah. I like Silk. I, I don't, I haven't read a lot of her, but I, I've always thought that her, um, I think her costume is so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know. the the bandana. And the, the yeah, mask. and just like the color scheme and everything, it's like it's mm-hmm. very like understated, but it's super cool. Which is, I think, the key to a good Spider-Man costume. Like the Superior costume is so fucking awesome, and so it's cool. not even that much different. It's just the eyes are black, and it's like that's really neat. It's novel, yeah. 
You know, I, that that's my all time favorite Spider Man. I don't blame you. Superior. It's super good. It's so good. Um, uh, go ahead, Pete. I was gonna say there's there's I mean there's a lot of good ones. I I very much like. Um, I, I love. Give me three. Give me three. The okay. Uh, I really and really like Spider Monkey. About it. I really like yeah, Spider Monkey. Like- uh, I I also feel like um, I really like the design of um, I, I can't remember his name, but the Spider Man of Mumbai as well. Uh, oh, that was great! I like he's got like the pointed shoes and everything. Yeah. Like he, it's very very cool look. Puff pants. Yeah, and he's got like a like kind of like a sash. Yeah, um, yeah. He's he's got a really cool design as well. And then um, for number three. I'll give it to Cowboy Spider-Man just to go wacky with it. You know? Hell yeah. <laughs> That's great. Wait, I want to do three. Okay, wait. Cowboy Spider-Man? Yeah. yeah. He, Was he there? Yeah, he came He came rolling through with the, the Web Warriors. <laughs> and his horse has the mask. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I know Cowboy Spider-Man. It's so funny, man. It's, a good, it's just a good design. Now I want to take three. All right. I got, so I got Soka's number one. Spider Punk was pretty cool. I did not expect that. I've Spider always, Punk is such a good design too. I'd always heard of him, but I like seeing him. Like, oh, this is fucking cool. Addendum. That's on my list now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I liked. I liked the car. Ah, yes, car. I was gonna say the car too. <laughs> he's like, he's like, uh, not, what's the the speed buggy, the Hanna Barbera cartoon? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> It was just weird. I'm like, oh okay. shit! And then he's like, oh, you're just a car. And he starts talking. I'm like, all right, I fuck with that. <laughs> this car, Spider Man. This is awesome. The, Spi- <laughs> the Spider Man of the Pixar universe. What? Hmm. Cars? Oh, gotcha, gotcha. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. Uh, so I think my my top my top favorite. Uh, has to be Ben Riley after reading the uh, the Scarlet Spider uh, miniseries. I really enjoyed that character, um, and I I I don't think I've ever read uh, a Ben Riley comic. Really? Um, you know, I know I know they've got the the newer stuff coming out now, sure. but I've never read anything where he was not uh, even like the Spider Man, not even like in the the original series or anything. Nope. Oh. Hmm. No. Yeah. So it was really cool to see him and and like his positivity uh in a in a way that like I don't know it it almost it mirrors Peter's in a way that like it's more it feels more actively positive whereas Peter's like all right, let's fucking go. Yeah, sure. And he's going to show up and he's going to do it, but Ben is like Listen, I'm here. Come on. Yeah, and like he sacrificed himself, and like that's a totally Ben Riley ass yeah. move, yeah. of course. <laughs> uh, I think my number two might have to might have to be that uh, that newspaper strip Spider Man. Oh, so good! Oh, he good cracked one. me up. I thought that was so funny. Uh, and then I also the uh, the last one that I was really intrigued by was. Um, <laughs> The lady spider from uh, the 1800s, uh, May. I, 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 th- I think she was May Riley. From the beginning of the book? No, from the end of the book. I don't remember that. Uh, she shows up. She she shows up with um, 
2099 a lot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the ones who fixed the Leopardon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Leopardon. No, no, she's the steampunk one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from the 1800s. Oh, okay. You know, steampunk. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you right. You right. For some reason, I was thinking it was that very first one where it's like, "Behold!" in Shakespearean. I'm like, "Nope, no, never mind." That's no. That was um related to the last one that was uh from neil gaiman's uh 1462 oh interesting okay no it's not no 1602 16 marvel 1602 1602 that's what it is yeah 1602 that's um uh okay okay please go ahead no no no. go ahead i was i I was gonna move on that's fine go ahead move on okay well that's what i'm gonna do okay let's talk about the art (laughs) It was all solid. I I don't think that there was anything. I, I think because each book had individual styles, it was it all made it super visually interesting. So that in in the moments where I would be like, oh okay, cool, like you know we're we're going through whatever, and then the next issue might be a little bit different, and I, I appreciated that because sometimes mm-hmm. they were across different books, sometimes they weren't, and then obviously the actual Spider Verse books, the fact that there were different styles, different aesthetics, different approaches to each of these individual characters. I'm like, yeah. that's that's novel, and yeah. I think it's a good approach to be able to show the universes outside of just this is this Spider Man in the same art style, but really ingrained them into its own universe. So, um, yeah, everything was excellent. Um, really, really solid art. No, no complaints. I don't think anywhere. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I think the the big challenge with event books like this, where you have like so many different artists collaborating, is like, does it feel cohesive? Does it feel messy? You know, um, and I think there are a lot of different styles at play, but it I never felt like it was jarring to switch from one to the other. Um, and I think that that's that's high praise for an event that is as unwieldy as this one is. Well, it plays to its it, the strength of it, right? It's across different universes and the the multiverse. So even if it, there was a difference, I think you can give it the leeway for the fact that well, it's the Spider Verse. You're you're going to see different characters in different um, settings, and I think that that makes sense. Um, if if they'd kept the book, you know, to like one very like to a few very similar artists, I think um, the 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 changes would have been maybe more jarring but because in some situations they lean into it i'm like oh yeah i fuck with this like i, I don't care that it looks so so different yeah i think i agree to a point um i th- i think my my complaint might be an impossible reach but i really wish we could have either had more stuff from olivier coipel or none because for me it's like you get you get that sweet sweet taste of that just that good juicy olivier coipel art and then the next one is you know just kind of i and i don't mean this you know uh pejoratively you go from that to giuseppe Coley, who you know is in his own right, a very, very talented artist and very, very good. But it it goes from, you know, insane to, oh yeah, that's cool. 
<laughs> it goes from Olivier Coipel to not Olivier Coipel. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and like that's that's tough, right? Like when you have artists of that caliber, um, it can sometimes be tough to keep up. Yeah, yeah. There was so. there is absolutely no way he would have he would have or could have done this event. Um, I just like I, that kind of makes me want to go. Mm, I kind of wish you hadn't then sure it, it's kind of like the the xbox now where like pepe laraz was on the thing and you're like yeah, oh this yeah. is amazing and then it's not yeah. pepe laraz you're like well it's not pepe laraz yep i can i get that okay yeah yeah i definitely see that uh anything art wise i think the- uh the last thing i'll just say is that like i i am pretty excited to go back and read um some of the tie-ins that I didn't get to because I, I like thumbed through some of them. Um, and there's a lot of really crazy art, uh, yeah. in there. Like the, like the spider punk origin story has like a very like comics with an X kind of vibe. Like, really? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's one that plays on the, uh, you know, the newspaper strip, like we talked about, there's one that plays yeah. on the old school cartoon. There's, there's like, there's a ton of like very, very cartoony ones and, it's like a real kind of cavalcade of, of styles. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think, you know, all, all the stuff that we looked at was really, really strong. But, you know, there's there's so much here that, like, is under the Spider-Verse, you know, umbrella in terms of, um, of art that's really just striking and dynamic and really, really cool. And, you know, I think... Um, you know, Spider-Man is one of those characters that I think lends himself to that as well, right? Like, he has a very, very unique uh, visual style and language, you know? And, like, there's a way that Spider-Man moves. There's a way that he poses. Um, and it's cool to see so many different people have their their take on that, you know? I think that's, like, part of why the character is, like, stuck around as long as he has and has, like, made such an impact, Um on just kind of like the cultural lexicon is that like, man, Steve Dicko nailed it with that fucking design. <laughs> you know, it is, it is timeless. Somehow. Yeah. Because I don't always think I like it. Also, also I'll throw that bomb out there. I don't always think I like the Spider-Man suit. That's crazy. I mean, I I truly think it's like the it's like the best superhero costume. You know what, Kale? Uh, fuck you. That's fair. Thank you, Marco. Thank you. I really thought you were about to side with him, and I was like, wow. I kind of did too. I didn't know where he was going <laughs> to go. Be like on my own <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, let's uh, let's wrap this bad boy up. Where do you rate it? And would you recommend it? I'd give it like a solid B, B plus, you know, like it's, it's good. It's not great. Um, Mm. just because it's, yeah, it's like, it's like Marco said, like if you really like events, then I would say it's up there. Like I enjoyed it a lot for an event. Um, but it is an event. So like there, there's a certain level of it's action figures slamming together. It's not, you know, the deep rich kind of storytelling that, um, 
that you necessarily you know want that you always want sometimes you know um but i think if you're in the mood for something light if you're in the mood for like a good fun like spider-man story that's just kind of like a, a you know a goofy romp versus you know the alternative there um i think there's a lot to enjoy here there like i i certainly found a lot to enjoy um and it's it's not a super large investment in terms of like you know if you if you don't read all the tie-ins it's not super long if you have comiXology unlimited it's over there it's easy to grab and it's like a thing that i could easily see you knocking out on like a sunday or something like that if you just want you know a nice popcorn comic you know um so for all those reasons i i would definitely recommend it to fans of you know spider-man and events and if you exist in that venn diagram it's a book for you i think for coming out of the the movie like if you like the movie and you're excited for the next one like this is an interesting intermediary uh i i definitely enjoyed it for that aspect the fact that i got to see some of these individual characters again and or explore new ones for the first time that i'll be excited to see on on the big screen for that so uh, from that perspective, yeah, if you if you want something to just kind of uh, go through and read and um, turn your brain off a little bit for for it, and in that it's it is an event book that has um, action and just kind of you know a, a more of a romp than anything else. I think that 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 this is a it's a fun book. I'll give it like a a solid seven. 7.5 on execution alone just because it's it's good um there's nothing sub like the substance is is there to an extent and it's mm-hmm. very much in the fun plotting and in the art yeah i uh i think very similarly i would give it um probably a, a b minus a c plus i think there are things i i want out of it that you know, it, it doesn't achieve, um, and it, I don't know, it doesn't, it, it feels, it feels too much like an event. Um, and it, it, like you, like Pete said, it's, you know, the action figure slamming together is, is again, the perfect analogy for it. Um, so yeah, I, I, th- I think I would recommend it. I think my hesitation would be, you know, the the plot is a little clunky. The villains are a little are, are a little too characterized to the point that they're not. <laughs> they're too characterized to the point that they're not actually fleshed out. A weird thing to say, um, but you know, if you if you're just looking for fun Spider Man stuff, and you know, you don't want to mention of Tom Holland anywhere. This is it. Um, okay, so that's going to do it for this episode of the book club. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want more, there you we go, buddy. just <laughs> don't. I have a process here. Leave me alone. Sorry, I forgot you were buffering. <laughs> I'm old. Uh, we just did another dang one of these for the Eternals. It was uh, from Neil Gaiman and John Romita Jr.'s 2008 story that tried to uh, reboot the Eternals. Was it was it successful? 
Go listen to a book club and find out. If you have suggestions, hit us up on all of your favorite social media platforms at The Comics Pals. And while you're there, give us a like, give us a subscribe, tell your friends, and drop us a review. It helps us get eyes on our product, and it keeps us doing this. Don't forget to go to youtube.com slash The Comics Pals and check out all of our interviews from New York Comic Con. Did we interview any spider people? think so no but yeah, we did no. interview kyle higgins who's doing radiant black and did power rangers and that you know what that's, that's close enough cool there we go and finally and this eh, what's that uh, you want to leave well hmm but you're stuck in the web <laughs> now it's time for dinner the vampires were the ones that okay all right bye everybody see you next time